your Locked On Senators, your daily podcast on the Ottawa Senators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Jake Sanderson, and you're listening to Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Tim Stützle, and you're listening to the Locked On Senators Podcast. Welcome inside episode 504 of the Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Ross Levitan on the outskirts of enemy territory in Winnipeg, Manitoba, alongside Brandon Piller up in the Blue Mountains and the Ottawa Senators played with only five defensemen in their 2-1 loss to Montreal on Saturday and based off practice being canceled today, I'd guess that things are going to get worse before they get better. Yeah, Ross, reportedly eight or nine players are affected by this stomach flu. So looks like a call from Belleville might be happening. Speaking of Belleville, how about that four unanswered goal comeback win in the third period up against Lavalia? Gotta love it. It's not often you're talking about a draft class that was only a year away contributing that much in an AHL victory. But we'll dive into all that and check in on the prospects from around the hockey world. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has all the odds, props, and coverage that you need, and it's better than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Now, let's get into the Locked On Senators podcast. It's your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Senators your first listen on this Monday, February 28th. And Pilsy, I don't even want to guess what tomorrow's lineup is going to look like. Yeah, once again, the Ottawa Senators are facing adversity. Huh? It's coming from all angles. Like, there's just no way to... Out of both ends, could you say? <laughs> I mean, yeah, definitely. We we wanted uh, less bathroom talk from the players on the mic here, and we're getting more of it. And, I mean... Let's let's get into that first. Like Thomas Shabbat saying he lost 13 pounds. Yeah. Sheesh. That is wild. And I've never had a stomach flu or food poisoning or anything like that. So I'm very thankful that I haven't had to go through that. But no wonder this guy had to miss the game if that's what's going on. And you got to think too, Ross. DJ Smith said some of the players were affected by that bug and were still playing. So we talked about Artem Zub having a rough night. He might have been one of those guys, especially on the decor when Zaitsev and Shabbat had it. So that's something to keep in mind when you're looking at that 2-1 loss to the Habs, thinking a couple of those guys might have been going through some intense stuff internally. And it sounded like it got worse throughout the night. I don't know yes. if that means throughout the game or later on, but it sounds like, well, it doesn't sound like anything because there's no practice today. So we don't have any lines or thoughts. DJ Smith, I would agree with his way of going about it, not naming the guys who are doing worse than others. So that's all well and dandy. We'll find out tomorrow during the morning skate. You'll hear that on Locked On Senators. Later today's show, we do pr- uh, have a review we had the postcast right after the game, but we'll take a wider lens now with 48 hours after digesting a 2-1 loss to the Montreal Canadiens, where I was quick to point out it didn't seem like they had a whole lot of gas late in that third period. And now kind of makes sense now that you hear that there was more than just the two guys. We're late scratches, by the way, only about an hour before the game. So for all the people out there, and I know there's a few who say, oh, Shouldn't they just have defensemen ready on standby? They're so cheap. They don't have a bigger roster, all that. Well, they did have an extra defenseman in Victor Mete who stepped into the lineup. 
but not many defense, not many teams will carry eight D on any given day. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, what are you gonna do when you know? I bet at the start of the day, maybe they're not feeling great, but they're like, ah, I, I'll fight through this, and then it really hits you and you're like, there's no way I'm doing anything tonight. Like I'm just so affected by this. And it was close to a game time decision. So they didn't have the option to call guys up. That's the problem. And Belleville was in Laval. Again, we're going to review that game later, but once they step off the ice, you're not going to have a guy who just played 25 minutes, let's say in Lassie Thompson's case in Bell in Laval, get into a car, then drive, and now play an NHL game yeah. an hour later. I the NHLPA would have something to say about that. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no question. So the Senators did what they could, man. They held in there until the last minute. And if it wasn't for the brilliance of Andrew Hammond in goal for the Montreal Canadiens, this one could have been different. Now the Senators get a power play goal, and a great place to start would be Colin White, who scores in his season debut damn i hope he's not one of the guys affected by this flu because he's done so much to get back from a preseason injury pilsey september 25th brady kachuk still didn't have a contract the last time that colin white had played a game and here he is scoring in his return what a great sight to see and it was an important goal at the time tying the game at one absolutely yeah i mean if if you're gonna lose a 2-1 game and you wanted any person on this team to score it was Colin White. So, and yeah. on the power play, nonetheless, because that power yes. play had been struggling and they needed someone, anyone to come in and try to help them. And a guy in his season debut makes it happen. So I can only imagine how happy all the boys were for Whitey. I mean, anytime he gets brought up, all the players smile. They say he's a good guy. He's a lot of fun to have around. So I think that was one where he earned it. And look, Colin White is going to be a very interesting player. Like it's this whole time, Ross, we've just been, looking at lines and rosters without him. So now that he enters the equation, it really shifts the dynamics of how this team can be, especially when there's all these injuries. Because it sounds crazy to say, but Colin White's a veteran on this team. Like, he has a lot more NHL experience than a lot of players here. And he's had injury problems, too. Like, it's not like he's been healthy his whole career. So it's pretty crazy that finally we get to see Colin White back. And Ross, DJ Smith put Colin White in the blender with the lines. He was playing all over the ice. He played with uh, Kachuk and Stutzel for a little bit. He played a lot with Connor Brown. He played down with uh, Parker Kelly and Austin Watson. Like He really got a taste of everywhere, which is good. On your first night back, see what works, see what clicks. And I'm going to be interested to see how he slates into the lineup going forward. I'm excited to see how he helps boost this offense if that's, you know, possible. They still only score the one goal against Montreal. But right now they're on a stretch where they've only scored 17 goals in their last nine games, Pilsy. That's less than two goals per game if you include. I mean, there's those two shutouts in there that obviously help lower the boom on that one. But two games with just one goal. And they were both 2-1 losses, Pilsy. The Senators have the best save percentage in the National Hockey League since January 2nd, but the offense has just dried up. This is the same team that was losing game 7-5 multiple times earlier this season. Yeah, it's crazy how that shift has happened. But the one thing, I'll take a silver lining, is knowing that this team can step up defensively. And if you put Norris and Batherson, and even Shabbat missed a decent amount of time, if you put them into the equation for all those games, man, you're looking at a really good, stable team here. And one thing to note too, Ross, is Yeah, sure, they're not scoring a lot of goals, but like you said, they're not giving up a lot either. The last four games have been one-goal games. 3-2 in overtime to uh, Boston loss, 2-1 to the Rangers a loss, and then they beat 
the Wild 4-3, and then they lose 2-1 to the Habs. So they're right in it, and they're just, they just need a finisher that can put away the game, and both their finishers are out right now. Yeah, you could even go one game further back, the 3-1 win against Buffalo, they get an empty netter to make it a two-goal game right at the end. Yeah. So another one-goal game, and I'm also looking, since that 5 nothing victory over Buffalo, where Drake Batherson got hurt, of course, it was just a couple games later that Josh Norris was out of the lineup. They've lost four games, Pilsy. One, two, three. They've lost five games where they've allowed two goals. Yeah, wow. Mm. The 2-1 game against the Anaheim Ducks. You've got the 2-0 losses to Pittsburgh and Boston. 2-1 loss to the Rangers. 2-1 loss to the Habs. Like, defensively, you can't ask for anything more. And to only give up two goals, and shout out Matt Murray in goal as well on Saturday night. Some huge saves. One on Hoffman back door. There was another one. Who was on it? On Evans. The, Evans, exactly. On the in tight. Yep. He was looking like Alex Formanton on that. He made Branny have to have a late pivot on that one. Story for another day. But you can't ask for much more from what this Sens defensive unit has done. Sans their their big goal scorers up front. So I think you have to look at in a positive light from what we saw this weekend from Ottawa, despite not earning any points. It's still like, okay. They can, they can compete and battle through adversity. And hopefully in the long run, when we're looking at this maybe two, three years down the road, you can be like, okay, maybe this was the turning point where, yeah, they didn't win as many games here, but they showed that no matter who's in and out of the lineup, they can still compete on a nightly basis. And hopefully when they get these extra guys back, it'll just give them that boost of confidence and help push them over the edge. Yeah, I think it really will. And And it just allows them to validate themselves and being like, hey, we can do this. Like when all the pieces are here, we have the makings of a playoff team here. And we're buying into DJ Smith's systems and it's working even when we have waiver wire pickups playing on the top line and Adam Caudet. Like they're just so even when it's guys we brought in for a seventh round draft pick are excelling on the penalty kill and Gambrell. Like there's just there's so many good stories and good things that this team is doing right and guys are stepping up that when the right guys are in the right places, I have a lot of faith in this team. So hopefully we can see that one day eventually. Final note from the game on Saturday night, it was truly heartwarming to see the Hamburglar tribute video. There was absolutely no doubt in my mind that that needed to happen. The best run I've ever seen. And I'm including 07 in there. Maybe not. Maybe maybe that's a bit of a stretch. But just being so far out of it. I mean, we don't have to rehash. We did last 21 and 2. Like, Ross is obsessed that. with the Hamburglar run. <laughs> it, it was unbelievable. It yeah, kind of like it really reignited because 2013 was unbelievable where they beat the crap out of the Habs in the playoffs. And then 2014 was such a letdown year overall. And to, to have a second letdown year. And at that point, the Sens had never missed the playoffs in back-to-back yeah. years. And they were about to. Mm-hmm. I mean, since they have 2018, 2019, but bit. they had yeah. not missed the playoffs in back-to-back years since 96, 97, or sorry, 95, 96. They made the playoff debut in 97. So that run was incredible. He got his tribute video, but what I'm getting at here long-windedly is, did you think we needed a Chris Weidman <laughs> tribute video? And where was the Uber ride in that video? That I was know. Chris Weidman's biggest <laughs> moment on video Shotgun. with the Sens. <laughs> yeah, the one time you don't watch Shotgun. Um, <laughs> but also, Ross, we not only did we get the Hammond Hamburglar tribute video, we got a burger on the ice even. So they kept uh, that part of the 
the tradition alive as well. If I see burgers go on the ice in Montreal, I'm going to be upset. Have some originality, right? Like, don't yeah, take figure our it stick. out. Don't take yeah. our stick. Get out is of here. that like what? How did you feel when Pajot went to the Islanders and they did the Pajot chant? That's that's cool. That? No, that's no, cool. that's fine. Right. If it was in Montreal, though, I would not be cool with it. Fair. It's a rivalry thing. Yeah, no, that's that's the fair. Islanders. We played the ones in the playoffs, and that was the easiest series the Sens have ever played in their entire franchise history. Maybe Tampa in 06, actually. Yeah, that that was. Uh, I think Havlat had like 12 points in that series. Chara had to pull up the arm and just hold it over Vinny LeCavalier. That was a that was a very fun series. That was a series where we got an all time quote from John Tortorella when John Graham kept letting in goals. He goes. I'm, I'm getting a little sick of the 25% rule. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tortorella, not a hashtag goalie friendly guy. No. You know what we are, though? We're hashtag goalie friendly guys. We're also hashtag built bar guys. Mm-hmm. And built bar, we know this is the time of year where you've pretty much given up on New Year's resolutions. It's okay. You can admit it to us, but don't do it this year. I'm sticking with mine based on built bars. It's almost not really a resolution because I enjoy eating them. Not only built bars, but if you try Built Puffs, if you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow. You heard that right. Maybe don't put them over the campfire because you'll lose all the 100% real chocolate that they're covered in, but you have to try them for yourself. All Built Bars are covered in 100% chocolate and they're low in calorie. They're, they're high in protein. You can replace your candy bars with these. Feel good about it. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. Get rid of those right now and go to Built. Scroll down to the macros chart and you'll be able to see just where all the great nutrition comes from in Built Bars. So what you have to do here is go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll just get 15% off your next order. Just like that. Bang! Use your promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar at Built Bar. They're all about the taste. They make it delicious first, then figure out how to make it healthy. So built.com, promo code LOCK15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. All right, Pilsy. So the Ottawa Senators, don't look now, have only won three of their last nine games. Still above 500 in the postcast era, and you can join the postcast after each and every Ottawa Senators game. We'll be back Tomorrow night after the Senators are in Tampa to take on a team that they fought hard against this season. Hey, talk about 2-1 losses. They had their big guns for that game. But the last time they were in Tampa, it was a 2-1 loss. But it also brought us the highlight of the season, didn't it? With Thomas Shabbat going outside in upstairs on Vasilevsky. That was that was the goal that I highlighted as my favorite goal all season. And that was Thomas Shabbat's first of the year, like you mentioned. So... That was an emphatic goal for sure. And the game before they played Tampa, 4-0 shutout. Brady Kachuk, Hattrick, not a big deal. Anton Forsberg, first career shutout in Mm -hmm. that game as well. So the Senators, they head to Tampa tomorrow, and then they've got a day off in between. Then they go to Florida, day off, then Arizona, and that's where the back-to-back comes in. Do you think we see a split in Florida or well, we've been teasing it time and time again. When do you just hand the reins to Matt Murray and say, hey, go play three or four games in a row? I, my stance on this has not changed at all, Ross. I don't think there's any scenario this year where Matt Murray should be playing 
back to back games. No, not back to no, I they're not back to back days. That's what I'm saying. Like even okay. with the day the Saturday, off. Sunday between. is right, but until then. So he played Montreal, that's one. Yeah. So I'm saying give them both games in Florida. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. So then yeah. I'm assuming you give Forsberg the Arizona game and you give <laughs> Murray. Well, uh, not uh, not necessarily because you're trying to show other teams that hey Forsberg can go up against the big guns and uh, for a playoff series you can be comfortable with him up against big teams so maybe you go Murray Arizona and Forsberg um, up against Vegas. The Ottawa Senators are embarking on their second longest road trip this season. The first one though felt pretty disconnected because you had the entire Christmas break in between there. Oh my God, you yeah. had yeah I don't even want to think about that but. It ended up at the end of it being a six-game road trip, technically. But this is a five-gamer, and what destinations to go oh to? Oh, God. Tampa, Florida, Arizona, Vegas, and then St. Louis before heading back home for their next home game on March 10th. And somewhere between March 10th and April 18th, you will see us at the Canadian Tire Center. We're waiting for full capacity, and when we do, we will absolutely... Well, that's now. Full capacity starts now, tomorrow. Right, March, well, no, March 10th, because they don't play at home until then. <laughs> yes. Unless you want to go to Tampa tomorrow. Hey, I mean. It's snowing here right now, so I wouldn't be against it. I wouldn't mind visiting the boys uh, and doing a sunshine trip, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, man, Tampa's a great barn, by the way. I want to get to a few more. And, I mean, Seattle's coming up later this year. I don't think it's going to work out for us this year, but that's definitely circled. And I know you're a oh, big yeah. Seattle guy, so we'll have to uh, make that later on. We'll have to wait till next year when Dax is, is in goal there for yep. uh, for the Kraken, too. So, no, lots of great stuff coming down the pipelines. We're going to get some more interviews here shortly. But if you've missed any interviews on Locked On Senators, could we recommend that you head over to our YouTube page? I had somebody write to me on Twitter be like, I can't believe it took me so long to find you guys. Well, if you want content that isn't dated, you can go back and find our playlist on YouTube where you can go back and see all the great interviews that we've done there. And, of course, 500-plus episodes on your audio podcast feed so if you haven't already please subscribe to your favorite podcast platform shoot us a five-star review as well you know what don't even just subscribe on your favorite podcast platform just do it on all of them yeah, help the boys out why not including on youtube all right some administrative stuff okay. out of the way should we touch on belleville right off the bat here i think we should save that for the final segment we got to give some stick taps so to our boy carson latimer friend of the show one of those great interviews that you can go back great and interview. listen to his team lost 5-2, but he had his guy goal and an assist for Lats. Yeah, and it's too bad for Lats. It wasn't a better outcome up against his old team that just traded him yeah. this year. But if you're Carson Latimer, you feel good about yourself at least showing them, hey, I still got it. Maybe you guys are a powerhouse team, but you should have kept me for your, for your contending run here. Yeah, no question. So now Latimer is up to 23 points in 26 games. Since the trade, his projected stats for the season, it's on a 44-point pace in 62 solid. games. So it's a solid D-plus one year for the 19-year-old. It's so funny. He joined us on his birthday. What an absolute beauty. Oh, and yeah. then to stick to the 2021 draft, because we got some 2020 draft talk to get into, and a lot of those yeah. guys are in Belleville contributing on the comeback victory. But Zach Ostapchuk, don't look now, but the kid had two goals on Friday and he's got four goals in his last six games. So, not saying not saying that he's he's back 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 all the way, 
But all of a sudden now he's got 28 points in 42 games. And after a slow start, he's looking like he's starting to put up consistent numbers game in and game out. And the thing with Awesome Chuck, too, is that's another guy, Ross, that there's no rush. Like, there's so much time for this kid. And for him to be popping off like this is Nine great. points in his last 10 games. Yeah, it's solid. So I, I think he's going to be a prospect that maybe he's kind of on the back burner of Sen's minds. But I think give him, maybe not next year, but the year after that, I think he's going to be making some big noise and Sen's fans are going to be happy to see him around. Can't touch on the 2021 draft without giving you a... Tyler Boucher update. No points this weekend. The 67s lost in overtime against Hamilton and then defeated Mississauga 3-1 at ho- or sorry, on the road as well. But he was still noticeable out there for both games. You can check out Alim's Martian's Twitter account for the highlights in that one. He just looks more and more comfortable. He's crushing guys physically. So as he gets more and more comfortable here, now that he's he's seven games in, but is he really? He played one shift in one of them. So six games really into his OHL career. All right, let's hit one last break. Get into Belleville's Wait, one more prospect comeback. update, though. Levy Marilinen continues to be an absolute game changer on breakaways. Another beautiful breakaway save. The, um, the Kingston Frontenacs won both their games on the weekend, which Levy played both of them 6-2 and 3-1. So that's going to boost Levy's numbers because uh, his numbers may not look great, but the record, 24-12-3, and 3, that's pretty good. Yeah, three straight games now where his save percentage is 926 or better. Mm-hmm. And you can do that in five of his last seven games as well. So it's been kind of a, a roller coaster year up and down. And remember, he doesn't turn 20 until August 13th. Yeah. That's pretty good. All right, Pills, you got a word from our friends at Bet Online here before we get into Belleville's comeback. Absolutely, guys. If you are looking to get in on the action, and, and Ross, you're the perfect example of this. Ross was into a Buffalo Sabres and Dallas oh Stars God. game just randomly. And why? Because he got some action in on it at betonline.net. To get into that a little bit more, that's why the props are unbelievable too. Because yes, that was pretty much lighting my money on fire, betting on the Buffalo Sabres. Shout was out their seventh straight loss? <laughs> yeah, and they were dominated. The shots were 10-0 before I could even put my feet up watching this one but because i had props and i love a good revenge game my cody eakin goal scorer bet got me all of my winnings back so i was in go. the action i was disappointed but then cody Eakin gets a nothing goal to make it 4-2 they're losing by two but all of a sudden i'm in the action i'm feeling good and that's thanks to our friends at bet online and that's just it, right? At Bet Online, you can do props, you can do over unders. You don't have to just sit there and look for the win loss. It's about the process, not the results. Sometimes, <laughs> just like the Ottawa Senators, Ross. And if you're looking for the best place to enjoy the process of sports gambling, you gotta head to BetOnline.net. Not only is there hockey for all you guys, but there's basketball. March Madness is coming up. I gotta start my bracket soon. I think everyone's gotta work on that. And there's so many fun things you can bet on, like where the next fired coach is going to head. All these kinds of things at betonline.net, the trusted online sports book of the Locked On Podcast Network. And guys, head to the website today or use your mobile device. So anywhere you are, you can make sure you're dialed in because BetOnline has the best odds, scores, stats, news, everything. Head to betonline.net today, guys, where the game starts. All right, Pilsy, before Belleville, once again, we need a Nodak Sens update. No Jake Sanderson this past weekend, but that didn't stop 
the rolling, red-hot North Dakota Fighting Hawks who have now won six straight games. How ironic is that? They lose their best player, and then they go on a run. Six straight. They've won every game that Jake Sanderson's been out of the lineup. They've had plenty more injuries. They are the Ottawa Senators of college hockey. But guys are stepping up, including Tyler Clevin, who went plus three on Saturday night in their win against Western Michigan. They are one game away, and they've only got two games left in the season, mind you. But they are one game away, one win away, from clinching their third straight Penrose Cup as NCHC Conference champions. Not a big deal. I mean, that's how Nodak does it, Ross. And yeah, like you mentioned, it's hilarious, the ties, because their top defenseman, Sanderson, out. Our top defenseman in Thomas Shabbat was out. Their leading goal scorer in yep. Reese Gaber is out. Our leading goal scorer, Drake Batherson, had been out for quite a while. And then alternate captain Gavin Hain also out. And yeah, the numbers for this team, they're getting the process and the results, Ross. They've taken 27 of the last 30 points available <laughs> in their game. So they were able to keep things going without all those top guys. But yeah, Tyler Clevin continues to play well and... I mean, yeah, Nodak, we we knew that they were going to do well in the regular season, but to do it without Jake Sanderson and all this adversity this whole time has been pretty damn impressive, so they deserve stick taps. Let's see if Jake Sanderson returns for the final weekend of the season. That, of course, will be later on this week, but an update from our friend Brad Schlossman at the Grand Forks Herald saying that they believe it's only day-to-day at this point, so stand down all you Ottawa doctors who are apparently going to fly him in and take a look at him. It's all good. He's back at practice. He's a machine and he will return to North Dakota at some point, whether it's this weekend or a best of two out of three in the NCHC uh, first round meeting, which is going to go down on March 10th, 11th and 12th or 11th, 12th, 13th. I mean to say, so that's a best two out of three. We'll give you all that stuff. As it comes across here, reminder, you can also follow us on Twitter at Send Central for up to the minute stats, news analysis. We're also available on Instagram as well, although admittedly not super active there, lockedon.senders. But you can shoot us a DM. Lots of people getting to us. They want to be Send Central citizens, and we've got a list. And Pilsy, we got to be better at this. We're going to do it every single week from now on because people love those shows and we love doing them. So if you missed last one, what an absolute beauty we had on, eh? Oh, yeah. I mean, our all our Sense Central citizens are absolute yep. beauties. And we, we're traveling the world uh, through all our Sense Central citizens, Ross. We've racked up some major virtual air miles. Imagine uh, we could actually times. go and do these in person, every single one. We would be world travelers by now. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But, uh, yeah, if you guys want your chance to come on the show, we're, we're a show by fans. For fans, we're for the people. So, hey, if you guys want to be a part of it, let us know. Yeah, the list is growing, though, but we will get back to everyone. And again, we need to be better at doing it each It's hard when there's week. so many games happening all the time. I know. Like, and we used to do it every Saturdays. Breaks. Remember, yeah. we used to do it on Saturdays? That was uh, that was the day. Um, we do have the big game. Okay, we've kind of teased it throughout, but the Belleville Senators down 3 nothing, Pilsy, in the third period. 3 nothing. But that doesn't matter. You know what does? Keeping your divisional opponent outside of getting any points because they didn't want this one to go to overtime no they made sure it ended in regulation and a pair of 2020 draft picks were huge reasons why 
Yeah, this was a great game. I, I missed the first half of it, and I was following along on my phone while I was out, and I saw they're down three nothing, and did I you got see, did you very see the highlight? Do you see the highlight of Cole Reinhardt's goal? Yeah, I, I watched that on uh, AHL's website. You can check out all the highlights for all the games. Recommend you go there. That's how I caught up. But I did when I got the notification they tied it up at three. I rushed home and turned the game on. And power play for the Sens. They win the faceoff. Quick pass over to Robijar Venti, and he one times that one so cleanly past Caden Primu, and that's the final middle of play four three. That's the game winner, and that was Jarventi's second goal already of this game. Ross, the offense in the third period was just firing on all cylinders, but I will say. Wasn't a huge fan of Mando's game. All three of the Laval goals were shots from far out that just kind of beat him cleanly. Yeah. So that was tough, but Jarventi really helped him out there with that game winner. Weren't you on a date on Saturday? I, I was going skating. Yeah, I was going Sorry, skating. honey. Got to go home. Belleville's making a comeback. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, okay, last, last lap here. There's a cool little uh, just quick free Blue Mountain tourism ad. You can go skating on a trail at Blue Mountain. Very nice time. But yeah, I saw that Belleville was coming back here. And I said, okay, we got to go home. I got to catch this. And <laughs> yes, it's a good thing because I also had a couple shekels on Belleville to Ooh. win Moneyline too. So you got to love coming back, watching the goal and celebrating. So it was all good. So Cole Reinhardt gets uh, what I thought was a highlight reel marker. And at that point, it just gave the team, like, man, he's going to be an NHL player. I'm more and more convinced every time I watch him play, like, the Good speed. Good WHL that he, guy. He, he's going to be, like, a fourth-line grinder, penalty-killer type player. But that's fine when you get him in the sixth round. Now, what's really impressive to me here is when we're talking about Cole Reinhardt, how – the Senators took a lot of heat for drafting overagers. They did it with Igor. They did it with Reinhardt as well. I'm probably missing a few guys on top of that. But what they got in that was immediate help into their organization. No, like like with Levy, it's going to be a long way before he gets yep. the to even the AHL. Not with these guys. Like they come in and contribute. Like Cole Reinhardt, how, how many games do you think? He, he's already at 76 career AHL games. And that's and with a 36-game even... season last year. Like, Yeah, he, he's got 30 points in those 76 games. Like, th This is a super impressive trajectory for a guy who I thought many people didn't even think would get drafted. So I wanted to highlight him before we turn our attention to a different situation because this time they drafted a younger player in the draft, but because he was playing over in Europe, they were able to bring him over right away, and that's Roby Jarventi, who... He's only got six goals on the year, and we know he's more of a goal well, scorer. Than a, oh, th they hadn't updated it then. Okay, that looks a little bit better, but he's yep. still fourth in team scoring, and now you're like, okay, youngest player in the league, more or less, maybe one or two guys right there with him at 19, another August birthday. That's something that I, I'd forgotten about. The Sens drafted three guys with August birthdays in the 2020 draft, and we know the cutoff for each draft is September 15th. So they went about as young as they could with Ridley Gregg, August birthday, Levy Marilyn, and, and Roby Jarventi. So that's a lot of runway for these guys and an interesting contrast to Igor and to Cole Reinhardt, guys who are a little bit older. Yeah, I guess they, they balanced it out, right? Which is yeah, good. And yeah, good. I think you make a really good point about the overagers because a lot of the internet scouts, they'll say, hey, you lost value on this pick because you're picking a guy with one less 
uh, year of runway. And sure. maybe you could have got this overager. Other guys weren't looking at him. Maybe you could have just signed him after. Yeah, sure. Right. Whatever. But if you have your sights set on a guy and the Sens, they have their draft principles. And I think most Sens fans can agree that we, we accept their draft principles, even if at the time it doesn't make a lot of sense. It seems to work out long term. This draft coming up, expect the unexpected. I mean, <laughs> if you don't expect the unexpected with Sens drafting by now, uh, you, you haven't been will. following along. Yeah, exactly. Um, but what I'm what I'm getting at is, yeah, it's so important for them to build a culture in Belleville and to have, sure, guys like Reinhardt, uh, guys like Parker Kelly, all these guys. Maybe you're not envisioning them when you acquire them or bring them into your franchise as guys are going to be top six forwards in the NHL one day. But you need guys that can help support and shelter those guys that you do expect, like the guys like Sokolov and Jarventi. You need guys that can help them reach their potential. And who knows, maybe you catch a diamond in the rough once in a while, and those supporting players end up being big players down the road too. So I I think the Sens did a great job picking those overagers. I wouldn't say I'd recommend drafting overagers all the time, but when they do, I think they've picked the right guys. Igor Sokolov missed the game in Laval, so we'll t- hopefully get an update sooner rather than later about what's going on with Big Eggsy because he's got four Easy. goals, four goals, and that's what the the billets call him. It's probably I like it. Okay. Yeah, it's not bad. A little Sharkalov action, if that makes everyone feel a little better. Four goals and an assist in his last five games. So the sooner they can get this sniper back in the lineup, the better off they'll be so shout out to Belleville though that's huge and now if we're looking at the standings which we like to do with Belleville because things are very tight they they're going by points percentage so it's a little bit different but they've now jumped ahead of Syracuse and that's going to be their main competition before they get in the playoffs because it's a weird weird way this season where certain teams are getting a buy into the into the playoffs there's like a play in series so that will get explained a little bit better when we reach maybe 10 or 15 games left in the season. But right now, Belleville still has 28 games left, Pilsy. And what gives me so much confidence, obviously you hate to see the games postponed when they were, but it's so much more runway now for yep. Angus Crookshank, who was back yeah. on the ice. His brace is in. He's on the ice. He posted on his Instagram. So we love, love to see that. He's rejoined Belleville now. He's doing his rehab with them. So that gets me so fired up. Happy for him. Then... Shane Pinto, if and when he can return. Jake Sanderson, if and when he comes in and then the send season ends. There's still some runway with Belleville. So there are reinforcements that could be there later in the season. But to end today's show, DJ Smith mentioned that guys are already ruled out for tomorrow. He wouldn't say who, but guys just aren't going to play. Yep. Who would be your top call-ups? Give me one or two forwards and one or two defensemen that you'd like to see in the lineup for Ottawa tomorrow night. I mean, it's hard to keep ignoring Michael Delzato. I know, I know it's like a running joke at this point, but he scored yet again. He's got He's, 20 points in 19 games. Like, that sample size is ridiculous. And and if you're the Senators, it seems like the relationship has been completely destroyed between Delzato. So why not bring him up for a couple games when you ab- you desperately need a defenseman? Yeah. Why not bring him up? showcase him a little and then see if you can find a mutual trading partner because things just aren't working out. Like I really think at this point, the Sens are just dissing him. Like he's shown that he deserves to get called back up, especially if it's a point where they need players. So I I think it'd be very hilarious if they didn't, but also 
a straight up diss if they're not bringing uh, Delzato up this time. And as far as forwards go, I really think Agazino would be a great option because Filthy. he's been hot lately. Before we move on to forwards, do you think they would keep him down because they don't want him to get away from his focus? He's in Florida. He might get the itch to go sell oh, a condo. that's actually true. Yeah, maybe they wait for the Arizona-Vegas part of that trip because, <laughs> like, Michael, we need you here at Morning Skates. I know you got two houses two to showings. show and a, and a beachfront property, but... Can you push those back a little for us here? <laughs> um, <laughs> You're saying Agazino up front? Yeah, I think Agazino would be the guy. If it's a short-term thing, and we don't know what's up. Sokolov obviously would have been my first one, but him not playing generates some concern. Like, what's up with him? Not sure. So I don't think it's time for Jarventi to come up. I've talked about this before. Keep him down. He's hot. Don't ruin his groove, his consistency here. Let him stay there. And uh, I would say Agazino or maybe even a Logan Shaw. But I, I thought Agazino uh, is deserving of a chance. He only got the one game up there. So I wouldn't mind seeing what he can do. And, and he probably deserves a little bit of a showcase opportunity himself as he's probably trying to look for a new contract next year. So you'd rather that than bring back up Casty, who, I mean, showed well in, in his NHL time? If Colin White's not here, then yep, I bring back Casty. But Colin White's going to try to get some reps at center, so okay. give him that opportunity. Yeah, I don't think Castle's the kind of guy you put on the wing and could could no. use because he looked great in in uh, Ottawa this year. But like, I mean, points wise, and and he's one of those dash players on Belleville. Not a whole lot of them, but uh, yeah, dash eight down there with fifteen points in thirty nine games. But yeah, I wouldn't mind. Like he he got what? How many games? Seven or eight? Something like that. Yeah, right around ten. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe leave him down there. Although good face-off numbers. Although I mean, it's only going to be like a twenty-four-hour flu. It's probably just going to be for the Tampa game. But Saturday, just, it would be a homecoming for him in Arizona. That'd be a good story. Yeah, We're true. all about good stories, and uh, and we know that he holds Scottsdale and uh, and Phoenix in general near and dear. He had nine games uh, with Ottawa this season. Only one in in his last call-up when he came up against Minnesota. The rest of them were in. Uh, Actually, not even the rest. He's played in three different increments this year. I uh, played yeah. five games in the previous one and then three games in his first call. Those first three games, dash three, nothing offensively. Then started figuring it out and started getting a little more ice time. So I wouldn't be mad if it's Kaslik, but Pilsy preaching patience wants to go with the vets calling up Agazino and Delzato. I mean, I wish we could call up Jake Lucini, but the guy would need an NHL contract first. That guy just continues to amaze. Tied for Belleville's points lead. Yeah, he that's a guy that deserves a contract. And I think he's exactly one of those supporting players that Belleville needs. And what amazing acquisition at the start of the year. Hey, how about an acquisition in the middle of the year? Chris Wilkie, who yep. former Nodak Sen, ended up leaving North Dakota, going to Colorado College. The Sens traded for him for Jack Rodewald. Yeah, that was a ago. long time ago. Yeah. Then he gets caught, he gets traded back to the organization. And he's got 18 points in 28 games since returning. So I think that he needs a little bit of stick taps there. Lassie Thompson still contributing offensively here, although maybe the Wells run a little dry in the last few games. He's now gone four straight without a point. But with uh, with Belleville, you're just seeing a lot of excitement, man. It's not the same dominant team that we saw in the last few years, especially our last There's year. There's no consistency it. down there, Ross. That's yeah. the issue. Like they yeah. can't get any sort of stable lineup. That's fair. Uh, goaltending, though, you mentioned Mando, maybe not the best goals against, but still a 900 save percentage. And, yep. you know, it's always a little more meaningful for him to go back to Laval, where he was uh, where he was up, uh, where he was growing up, I should say. But Belleville is off until when, Pilsy? When are they back? Do you have that in front of you? Yeah, I've got Wednesday. it here. Wednesday. Oh, talk, 
Okay. You might have to keep Delzato playing against the only other team he's played for. Yeah, Hartford. The yeah. <laughs> the New York Rangers farm team, of course. I say that tongue in cheek, although I'm with you. I think it's time to call it Michael Delzato. 20 points in 19 games. I mean, Especially if it's, if it's short-term like we're talking about, right? If it's the one game against Tampa, yeah. give him his one game. Don't bring Lassie up. But Don't bring JBD up. If it's one game, here's counterpoint to that, then you got to put him back on waivers right away. I think if you call him up, you're committing <laughs> to a three-week – well, you're committing to a three-week – yeah, probably clear waivers, especially that's yeah. the yeah. year. But why not just keep him up for three weeks? If he's a healthy scratch, so be it. But keep him up and then yeah. – I don't love that because I, I want him playing well in Belleville. What's the pattern we figured out? Delzato scores, Belleville wins. <laughs> yeah, I mean. It's as I think simple as that. NHL scouts are probably, or pro scouts will probably be caring more about what he does at the NHL level if they're thinking of pulling the trigger for a guy who's got another year left on his deal. Now, even if but, the sense eat a million, that's still a million dollars next year. Like he's going to clear waivers for sure because teams know if they're going to trade for him, they can get a retained salary deal for future considerations. Right. So they're not going to, they're not going to front the bill on waivers. So I'm not, I'm not worried about Michael Delzato getting through waivers. All right. Well, we'll discuss this more on tomorrow's locked on senators. You can follow us on Twitter at send central. We'll keep you up to date if, and when the senators make a call up today, otherwise We'll keep our eye out for tomorrow's morning skate. For today, though, we say goodbye. Thanks a lot for listening to Locked On Senators. For Brandon Piller, I'm Ross Levitan. Make sure you're subscribed on YouTube. This is the Locked On Senators podcast, your team every day.